0: going today guys we're back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3 today is February 13th 2020 Uh, got a great podcast coming up here for y'all NBA All-Star coming up here this weekend one of my favorite weekends of the whole year got work off on Monday so can't be too mad about it I've got joining me for the first time ever on the podcast none other than my co worker Zach Wright Zach say what's up to the people
1: hey what's going on Ready to give a good episode? Uh, yeah, just met uh, TP3 at work. Good work buddies and ready to join the podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, no, we've been scheming one up for a while. We figured this would be the best one to get things started off. Um, by the way, Zach, y'all, your Orlando Magic handed my Hawks a big butt whooping. I think it was on Tuesday. Or... Oh,
1: yeah. That yeah. was nice to see. Uh, I never get to see the Magic on national television, so uh, whenever they play the Hawks, I love it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's trust me, I feel the same way about the Hawks, too. Neither of our teams get any kind of national recognition, but it's kind of the way it is when you're, the way both our teams are, but first off, before we really get into All-Star Weekend, I mean, to me, All-Star Weekend's honestly, I think it's it in the MLB All-Star Game are by far the two best All-Star Games of all sports. I mean, the NFL, I mean, no one really cares about the Pro Bowl in general. I don't know, do you kind of feel the same way about it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Just based off I mean, NBA with the dunk contest and then... The home run derby—you can't beat those two.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Although I feel like the this year, obviously, the dunk contest is a lot better field that we'll talk about in a minute. But I feel like in the past, the three point contest more so has been kind of the star thing. Plus, with it moving to the three pointers, you know, and just with Thompson and Curry, you know, and people trying to dethrone them as the three point kings of the league, I feel like it's made the three point contest a lot bigger than it used to be.
1: Oh yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready to see my boy uh, Joe Harris win. Shout out <laughs> to all the white people. <laughs>
0: yeah, Joe Harris can be. Putting on for all of us coming up here on uh, on Saturday night, but let's get things started off first with the Rising Stars, which actually, you know, it's it's low key one of my favorite favorite uh, events. I mean, there's definitely been some rough years for it, like when we had that year when Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year, and then we came back the next year with another weak draft class. Um, it's it's been better though with all these great rookies coming in, and kind of with the evolution of the game, um, the rosters here. We got Team USA versus Team World. USA has got Miles Bridges for the Hornets. Wendell Carter Jr. He's from the Bulls, but he's injured and won't play. Devontae Graham from the Hornets. Tyler Hero from the Heat, who's injured and won't play. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Ja Morant of Memphis. Kendrick Nunn of Miami. Um, Eric Paschal of Golden State. Colin Sexton from Cleveland. Um, PJ Washkin for Charlotte. Charlotte got three guys on the team. And then the two most exciting guys to watch on the court, Zion and Ja Morant. Then on the flip side of things, you have or and Trey. I don't know why I said John Maria, oh, but yeah. Trey Young. How could I do that to my boy? So Trey's,
1: so Trey's going to be playing in both.
0: Yeah, Trey's playing. The, <laughs> Trey's doing stuff every single night. He's yeah. in the All Star game, three point contest, and the and the Rising Stars. So nice to be young. Oh yeah, that's what, what is what he now? Like twenty. He's twenty one. He just 21, turned twenty one. Yeah. yeah, they threw him a nice big old party at Buckhead Salina for his birthday. Did so. they really? Oh yeah, he had the whole place oh. rented out for his twenty first. They're giving out like custom champagne bottles and everything. <laughs>
1: Throwing out all those. Uh, fucking paper napkins <laughs> yeah
0: um so the roster for uh, team world is nikki alexander walker of new orleans deandre ayton who will not play for phoenix rj barrett for new for the knicks um, brandon clark for memphis luca for dallas obviously sga for oklahoma city ryu hachimura washington um nicolo Melli for new orleans um, C V Mikhailu for Detroit Josh Okogie, Minnesota Shout out Okogi for coming on the podcast And then Mo Wagner from Washington So
1: Shout out to you getting through that, all those names <laughs> <laughs> Team Worlds is tough
0: Oh yeah, no team, it's unfor- Fortunately I watch enough basketball That I know how to pronounce everyone's name But I mean, what, look, I think it's pretty obvious here Which roster is going to win What are you thinking?
1: Uh, USA Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying It's a With, no brainer Without uh, DeAndre Ayton they're a little small, and uh, too much talent on Team USA. They're gonna get. They're gonna run them out the building. I I feel like.
0: No, I completely agree with you. Last year, I did pick the MVP correctly as well. Who was uh, Kyle Kuzma? That was my prediction for MVP. Ooh. Got that one right. So this year, I'm going with back to Team USA. I don't know what the spread's gonna be, but I'm definitely taking USA as long as it's under eight but I'm going with Trey Young. I feel like Trey's going to be in his bag. I think we'll see him and Luka go one-on-one a little bit, but with no one there at the rim to stop him, I can see him just tossing oops left and right to Jaron Jackson and Zion, maybe even him tossing one to Ja Morant, but I think it's going to be fun to watch Trey and Ja play together. That was my dream that Atlanta could get both them or get Zion, so it's going to be kind of fun to watch Trey team up with the two guys that I wanted the most on Atlanta.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Trey's going to... I think he's going to take it easy. He's not going to play hard. <laughs> he's going to be waiting for the all the real all star game. He's going to kind of go through the motions on this, but I think uh, Tyler Hero is going to be MVP. Ooh. That guy's uh, he's got something to prove, and he's going to show out.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see Hero balling out a little bit in this game. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun one to watch. You know, everybody's out there trying to make a name for himself. I remember the most fun one was watching Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, and um, Kyrie go at it one on one. And then there's also that John Wall, Blake Griffin one that was pretty fun. So you know there's there's definitely been a lot of them. So keep your eye out for that. It's on 9 p.m. on TNT. I feel like that game doesn't get as much recognition as it needs to. It's always a fun one to watch. Let's uh, move here now to Saturday night. I think All Star Saturday night. I mean, I think you agree with me on this one. It's definitely better than the All Star game itself.
1: Oh yeah, this is uh, since I was little, I have watched every dunk contest, three point, uh, put it on TNT. I mean, you gotta love it. It's still on TNT, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. TNT gotta, will never give up the gotta rights have to have Shaq, Kenny, and Charles, and, and uh, all the guys commentating, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. I can't remember who the judges were officially. I guess I'll see if we can get the exact judges here in a little bit, but... Yeah, the skills competition gets everything started off. And, you know, they've definitely done weird little competitions to start everything off when they used to do like the one where you had the three get where it was like the do- teams that had the WNBA team, the NBA team, and then they would give them like a legend. Like I remember Atlanta uh, had yeah. Angel McCautry, Josh Smith, and, uh, or they no, it was the- Angel McCautry, Jeff Teague, and Dominique. Like,
1: yeah, they did it by cities.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That used to be, I mean, that used to be fun, but I'm way more fan of the skills competition. And it's kind of fun, too, how they put the big men up against, it's the guards versus the forwards. So you got Bam Adebayo, from Miami, um, Pat Beverly from the Clips, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. The he's a, he's a reigning champion for Brooklyn. Got uh, SGA Shea Gildas Alexander from OKC, Chris Middleton from Milwaukee, D Rose who was replaced by SGA. Then you got uh, got um, Demontis Sabonis from the Pacers, Pascal Siakam from Toronto, and Tatum from Boston. Who? What are you thinking here? Who's who's taking the who's taking it home?
1: Well, I thought I had I had Pat uh, Beverly winning it, but I cha- I'm changing my pick live. Uh, I'm going Shea Gildress Alexander. Okay, okay, see that guy's a stud. He's one of the reasons that that team's such a surprise right now, along with you know. Chris Paul's playing great, too, but I think this guy's a star in the making. He's like 6'6", long, athletic. He's uh, the perfect size and speed you need in the league right now.
0: Yeah, you know, and he came in the league, too, I thought he was real raw but had a lot of talent to tap, and he ended up actually tapping. You you see a lot of guys come in the league like that who just have the body and everything and never really tap into it, but I agree with you. He's a freak. I think think he's a good pick because he's so long and quick. It's why Dinwiddie did so well in this, but that's why I'm going with Siakam. Siakam's so long and fast, I feel like he can just fly through the entire course and end up getting the victory. I mean, that guy's arms—he can almost dunk it from the from the free throw line. His arms are so damn long. Obviously, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's kind of funny. I always said Siakam reminds me of of that alien in Space Jam that has the long, you know, like oh, like yeah. the long body. I think yeah. he's—I think he absorbed Rodman in the movie. Yeah, like that's who the, that's who Siakam reminds me of in real life with how. Long and athletic he is, so I'm going with Pascal. But I think that it, I mean I think I believe Tatum too is the reigning champion if I remember correctly. But I think it's going to come down in between Siakam, Gildas Alexander, Dinwiddie to take it home. So that should be a fun one to watch to get us warmed up for the sharpshooters coming out in the three point contest. So we have Davis Bertans from Washington actually leads the league in three point percentage. You got D Book, the reigning champion who replaced injured Damian Lillard here. Devontae Graham from Charlotte in here again. Joe Harris from Brooklyn, the reigning champion. Buddy Hield from the Kings, who is he can spray as well. Zach Levine for Chicago. Duncan Robinson for Miami, and then my boy Trey Young from the Hawks. Oh yeah. Who who are you liking this one? Still Joe Harris?
1: Yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm staying with Joe Harris. Um, I think I I think it, when he's set, you know, just grabbing the ball and shooting from just in place, I think he's gonna kill it. Some of those guys are just better off the dribble, uh, specifically like Trey Young, and he, I feel like they need to dribble mm-hmm. to like go into the shot. I feel like Joe Harris is more spot up, and I think that's why he's going to do so well.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I definitely think it plays to Harris's advantage. I also think it plays to Heald's advantage in that fact. Um, I'm I'm torn because I don't want to go pick against Trey and be wrong since he's my boy, but. <laughs> It's, it's very tough for me. I think Buddy Heald's going to have a really good shot at pulling this thing out, but something tells me that Trey's just got that dog mentality, and he wants to come out here and show off. I mean, imagine if he could take MVP on both these competitions and hit the three-point contest. I mean, that would be a statement for him. I mean, people still are doubting him, talking that he shouldn't even have been an all-star starter, barely should have been on the... People were trying to say he didn't even deserve to be on the all-star team, which is absolutely freaking ridiculous, but... Yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Young here to win the three-point contest. Wouldn't be surprised if Buddy Heald ends up winning it. I'm probably going to end up betting on Trey Young and Buddy Heald to win it. I'm sure that Harris and Booker will probably be the favorites, so get nice little odds on that. But it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, it's going to to come down the wire. You know, the one thing that's kind of sad about the whole All-Star weekend is we don't have any Warriors on the All-Star team.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad. (laughs) (laughs) We need a break from them. They're... uh... They were too, around too long and a little annoying. They'll be back next year for sure, but uh, yeah, we needed a nice cleanse of the Warriors. Oh, uh, but to go back to your Trey Young point, I like what you said about how you could rising stars. He could come in, win MVP, then he could win the three point, and then you know he goes into Saturday or Sunday night normal All Star game. What if he lights it up, hits like eight threes and wins all three? Yeah. That's like. It, He'd be coming out to the world, basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he keeps
0: be throwing alley oops to Giannis, and beating Siakam all in there at the same time. I mean, Trey, imagine Trey and Giannis on the pick and roll. I mean, uh, that that gives gives other teams nightmares thinking about that. So it's going to be fun to watch for sure. I think he could definitely try to have one here, but yeah, the three point contest is going to be great. But it is kind of weird not seeing because you know it's like it's kind of like when you're going in there and you're beating Curry and Thompson in these events. I feel like you're making a statement. You know, what I mean that like it's like those guys are probably. I would argue the best three-point shooters of all time are probably Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. So you're going in there and beating those two guys. I feel like it's almost like a statement. So yeah. definitely is weird. That's just so weird to think about. Like when I was looking at the Western Conference All-Stars, I was like, how are all these guys? I was like, I was like wait a second. How are we like arguing over who should be in the last spots? Because usually it's so hard to make it in the Western Conference, but it's because there's no Warriors. But Did,
1: uh, did Steve – I know Steve Kerr was probably in a three-point back in his day, right? Yeah, I don't know
0: if he won one or not, yeah. but I, I know he was in I mean, in he it. was –
1: yeah, lethal from three, but I don't know if he ever won. He had to have been in one, but he must not have won.
0: I yeah, think. I don't know yeah. if you. I don't. I really don't know if he won or not. That's a good question. You we'll yeah. look, look that up later. But um, I should do
1: a coach's three point like, <laughs> <laughs> or a coach's skills competition. That'd be hilarious. imagine Coach Budenholz or like Stan Van Gundy, <laughs> like back in the day, his fat self just like <laughs> running around, or Jeff Van Gundy, like yeah. some of those old imagine school Popovich
0: coaches. in there. Yeah,
1: or you take you take a. Each team, or like a few teams, and you take their best like coach they've ever had that's yeah. still able to play, and then they have like a coach. At, I mean, there would be they probably get injured all day and all yeah. that, but it would still be hilarious. No, it would
0: definitely <laughs> be funny to watch them out there. <laughs> um, the last big event, obviously, is the slam dunk contest. We got Aaron Gordon returning. My boy. Yep, Gordon's back in there. He's the favorite. Next is Derrick Jones Jr., just barely behind him. I believe Gordon was like plus 120 and Jones is like plus 160. Then Connaughton was plus 450. Pat Connaughton of the Milwaukee Bucks, for those of y'all who don't know. And then the last one is Dwight Howard making his return. He's plus 650. He was the... Biggest underdog. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say who you like in this co- in this uh, dunk contest.
1: Yeah, I think I think Aaron Gordon's gonna do, he's gonna redeem himself because the last time he was in, he missed like all his dunks when mm. trying to do the drone drop with the ball and all that. It it was a disaster. And he looked kind of like an idiot, honestly. But the first go around when he went against um,
0: Levine, Levine,
1: yeah, that was That's... epic. One of the best dunk contests ever. They equally should have both received a winning trophy. Like it was. Yeah. 1A, not Honestly, even 1B. It was like thought, 1A, 1A. <laughs>
0: to be honest with you, I think those dunks from the free throw line are overrated. There's so many guys in the NBA yeah. that can do that. I thought when Gordon went and got the ball from the mascot and put it underneath his legs and dunked it, I still think that's probably top three sickest dunks I've ever seen in the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. His
1: head was at the rim and his legs were up near the net. Like, yeah. When he talks about the dunk, he was like, he said when he got up that high and he dunked it, he, he was like, it was. Weird, looking down like I'm about to land, but I'm like almost 10 feet in the air, <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah, that dunk is easily top two, top three ever in the dunk yeah. contest. I'd say, and I feel like he's he's been talking about he's got, he's got some stuff up his sleeve that no one's ever seen, which kind of worries me to the point where he may miss a bunch again. But if he makes them, I, he's gonna. He's going to bring the house down. Yeah,
0: that's the thing, too, with the new way. You, you only get three attempts. So, like, you know, you're just, it's more so you're just not trying to miss. So you can't even try the crazy dunks. So I will say this, too. Another... I can't. Remember. I think it was Blake Griffin ended up winning the dunk contest. I still think him jumping over the hood of that car is. I, I can oh. jump over the hood of a Kia. like yeah, yeah. You know it's, what I mean? I can't even jump, and I could have got yeah, over that. I, I
1: thought he was going to go over the like the actual top of the car, but I was like, just the hood. Yeah. Like you can pick up people off the street and do that. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's that's not what, that
1: hard, dude. <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying. Anybody in the league can do that one. But I thought Javale McGee got robbed as well in that dunk contest because I mean he dunked three balls at once. He dunked on two goals at once. He dunked on a 12 foot rim. You know, like yeah, that
1: guy. It, Dwight did that too back in the, when he was they brought out that the Superman cake, cake. They lifted yeah. it up to 12 and then this really pissed me off though after that uh, this was back when LeBron like hated Dwight because we uh, the Magic beat them uh-huh. uh, in the Eastern Conference finals oh, yeah. and they always show the LeBron shot where he banked it off the backboard to beat us but that was game 6 or it might have been game 5 but yeah. we beat them in 6 yeah we did we actually beat them in 6 and they always show that like He hit a game winner, but they didn't even win the series. The Orlando Magic won, went to the finals. We did, uh, you know, we lost to uh, Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. uh, Yeah, R.I.P. But we lost lost to Kobe. And Paul Gasol and Andrew Bynum, and that, that was team, a great that team was huge, yeah. like Twin Towers, like Duncan and Robinson. Yeah,
0: people don't realize too that uh, Paul Gasol was probably a top five, top ten, not top five, but definitely a top ten player when that happened. I mean, Paul Gasol was playing out of his mind, and Kobe was arguably the best player in the entire league at that time. So
1: and they still had, what Artest? Yeah, they had.
0: I think he might have been Meta World Peace. By oh him. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meta. <laughs> I can't remember which name he went by then, but. Yeah, no, that was – but that was another great one too. The other – the one though I think that always took out of me is the best one was when Nate Robinson came out in the kryptonite and dunked and Dwight Howard had the phone booth and everything. That was a – I think that was my favorite all-time dunk contest.
1: That was a great back and forth, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because Dwight's like almost seven feet and uh, Nate's so small, so it was like big and small. It was like big guy, small guy, but that was an awesome show. And then – but I think Dwight this year – it's going to be interesting to see how he comes out and if he's healthy. Because if he's like if he's fully healthy, he could surprise in this. If not, it's going to be real. Like just by his first dunk, you'll know if he. It's like Dwight, Dwight, or mm. it's uh, my back's hurt, Dwight. So will yeah. be because he's still. I mean, you've seen the stuff he's done this year. He's had some nice dunks, and he's kind of. Turn back the clock. So we'll have to see. That first dunk's going to tell a lot.
0: You know what I would love to see, honestly, is Dwight come out there and take <laughs> off the, the, the everything cape? and have the cape or do some antics to pull out the cape and come out in the magic Dwight jersey and dunk one. Oh, I would dude. love to see him do like, like I'm um, young again. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think Connaughton being favored over Dwight's kind of a joke. Like, I think Connaughton should yeah. be the biggest dog out of all of them. I was shocked to see that because, don't get me wrong, the guy's got a 44 inch vertical, but. I really think Dwight Howard, if he comes out I think Dwight Howard's a sleeper, but at the end of the day, I mean, Derrick Jones Jr. is the biggest vertical in the entire NBA. There's no way I can't not pick him to win this. I mean, I think Gordon's going to have, I mean, I think think this is going to be a really
1: good dunk contest, honestly. Gordon's going to have a hell of an opportunity to win, but. Low key, a big, his hand size is huge in the dunk contest. mm -hmm. If you're able to palm the ball, like MJ back in the day, you can pretty much do whatever you want. It's like you know playing with a, a girl's ball or something yeah you're gonna be able to control it like Kawhi Leonard he you know he doesn't even have to get that high above mm. the rim he can just hold it and then flip it down with his wrist so that that's huge in a dunk contest because you start losing control of the ball with the, these kind of dunks I don't know what Derek Jones like if he's got if he can palm the ball really well or not but I know Gordon's pretty decent Dwight is decent not really for his height but uh and then the white guy. I'm guessing he doesn't have his wingspan isn't that great, and probably it's doesn't decent. Have I would claws. say, but he's got the
0: hops though. So <laughs> yeah, that,
1: yeah, he's, he definitely has that. But you got to have like the long arms and the if you can if you can palm the ball real well, that's huge in a dunk contest.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. No. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun All Star Saturday night. I can't wait. But let's get over to the main event now. The All Star game. So we got Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. Um, first off, do you like them doing it better like this, or do you like it better when it's east versus west?
1: Uh, I like it better like this, but I wish they would um, they would come out and do it in front of everyone live at the game, like it's a pickup game. So you know, like, like who's got who's got downs? Yeah. Like, hey, okay, Giannis goes up. Uh, he's got first pick. He starts picking right there. No, like sitting in front of the camera. Just do it live for the crowd for everyone. Like it's a like a pickup game at the Y or mm-hmm. Lifetime Fitness. That would be awesome because, the, you know it would be funny? Is the, the guy getting picked last. They'd be all yeah. laughing at him like, oh, shit, you got picked last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it would be hilarious. It would be almost comical. And everyone would tune in and start laughing like, oh, who th- who are they going to pick next? Who are they going to yeah. pick next? Not like do it a week before on TNT, but not that many people are watching. But for the All-Star Game, it would allow more people to watch. And I think it would be entertaining as hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think that it it would be fun to watch, but they also kind of switched up the rules this year weirdly, which I just remembered about. So, basically they're try they're trying to uh kind of, you know, feature various tributes to Kobe, so the score will be re- reset to 0-0 after the first and second quarters. The winners of the first and second quarter will receive $100,000 per donation to their favorite charity bait Basically, the ch- captain's favorite charity. At the end of the third quarter, the total score from each quarter will be combined as a, it would be a typical game. The fourth quarter will not be limited or it will not be time limited. Instead, a target score will be set by adding 24 points, Kobe's old uniform number, to the total which each team has led through the first three quarters. If your team le- leads or the team that's leading has 100 points, their score would be 124. The first team to reach the target. Would win the game. The winning team will receive $2,000 to donate or $200,000 to donate to charity and bring the total up to $500,000. Um,
1: so, only the fourth quarter they get 24 points added?
0: Yeah, so at the end of the fourth quarter, basically they add 24 points to each team's score and then they play the final game out, which I think is personally, don't get me wrong, I'm all for. Yeah,
1: like I, I see they're trying to tribute, but it's a little weird. It's like a little. Yeah. Weird. You could do a better job of making a. Tribute, but you don't just have to add twenty four points.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't really like it personally. The rule change, I think it's going to take away from the game a little bit. But I'm all for promote. Like I said, I'm all for you know Kobe and everything and making mm-hmm. tribute to him. Like I would rather have them do like maybe like a Kobe video in between each, in between yeah. each quarter, you know, or maybe have like somebody come out and wear Kobe's jersey or something. That would be cool. But
1: yeah, I like the more uh, after each quarter, maybe like a thirty second to a minute like tribute. Just on code. Like, that'd be cool. Almost like a... Like, you know, put it up on the jumbo screen. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I see what they're... They are they kind of just, like, came out with that, right? Like, I remember, right, like, maybe a week later they said they were going to do this, but I didn't really get the rule, like, just adding 24 points. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. The charity thing is really cool, though. I like that.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely like the fact... I mean, these players make plenty of money. They're not struggling, so donating money to charity is perfectly fine, but... The uh, rosters for these teams currently, the starters for Team Giannis is obviously Giannis, Embiid, Pascal Siakam, shout out to him getting all the way there, um, Kimball Walker, and then my boy Trey Young. The reserves are Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Middleton. Of course, Giannis had to pick his teammate. Then Team LeBron is Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kawhi, Luka, and LeBron. Off the bench, they got D. Book, CP3, Damian Lillard, who can't play because he's injured, so he's being replaced by Devin Booker, um, Nikola Jokic, Ben Simmons, Demontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook. Um, which team do you like in this game?
1: I'm liking I think Team LeBron. I think it's gonna win. Uh, but then again, Giannis' team is uh, is younger. This they're not the stars aren't as bright. Like They're kind of under the radar a little bit, so I think they might play a lot harder, but I think Team LeBron's going to put on a a show come fourth quarter that'll lock it down.
0: Yeah, I think Team LeBron's going to come out here and do it for, at the end of the day, they're going to do it for Kobe. I mean, Kobe meant a lot to LeBron. He meant a lot to a lot of these players in this game, not just LeBron, but... I think they're going to come out here and do it for Kobe. I mean, honestly, when you look at the two rosters, I think starting five-wise, there's some crazy length here for Team Giannis. And, I mean, Trey Young passing the ball to them is going to be unreal. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the benches, I don't even think it's close. You know, like I, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Jokic. I mean, I would probably take even all the, even Westbrook over anyone on, te, on the reserves for uh, Team Giannis. I don't really know what he was thinking when he was drafting his bench there. But... I mean, I think it's to me. What's fun-
1: bo- Sabonis averaging?
0: Sabonis? He's averaging... 18? Where's he even... Oh, there he is. Yeah, 18 yeah. points per game. Yeah, Gobert yeah. made it for his defense. Orlando only. Magic
1: drafted him, and then they traded him on draft night. So, that- shout out to the Magic for <laughs> screwing something up again. <laughs>
0: hey, you- honestly, y'all probably couldn't use him. You'd have way too many bigs, you know? and give I y'all know. like 10 more big men. So. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, it should be a fun All-Star game. It should be a fun All-Star weekend in general, but... I'm excited for all the festivities and everything. It should be fun. So everyone keep your eye out for All-Star Weekend, best weekend of the NBA season before the playoffs, arguably. Um, Let's flip the switch here over to a little NFL, though. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of talk, especially about Tom Brady, if he's going to return. So we have... Four big-time free agent QBs. That's Jameis Winston, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers. So it's already come out that Phillip Rivers is not – him and the Chargers mutually parted ways. Jameis had eye surgery. Maybe that'll – I mean, if that eye surgery is the trick here, we could have a future superstar in the making. (laughs) And then Brady, I mean, no one really knows what's going on there. And Dak wants – who knows how much money Dak wants, apparently thinks he should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, which I would laugh at that. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I would
0: too. Let's start with Rivers. I mean, first off, would you want Phillip Rivers if you were a team, and what team do you think he fits best on?
1: Um, I'd say just go to the Buccaneers. Just, you know. But is he really any better than Jameis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's going to go somewhere. Somebody will give him a shot, maybe Tennessee, I don't know, Raiders, somewhere. Not the Raiders, just because they have Derek Carr, but like, he may just back up. I mean, he's got a lot of kids. He probably needs to play again, just <laughs> collect a couple more checks because yeah. he's got like 10 kids or something like that. So, Yeah,
0: guy's clearly never
1: heard of And condoms. I feel like, yeah, he's a <laughs> – yeah, I know, he truly hasn't used one ever. But <laughs> Can you blame him? I know, his wife's hot, but I would uh, – I think it'd have to be like a team like the Dolphins or just just somewhere where he's going to go play and it could help the team out. But I think he's old. It's time to move on, but he probably isn't going to. He's probably going to play one more year.
0: Yeah, he said he wants to sign and play two more years. He said he doesn't want to play three, so he says he's two left in the tank. Personally, if I'm the Buccaneers... Jameis is younger. Jameis is a stronger arm. I would take Jameis is more athletic. I'd take Jameis. Honestly, Phillip Rivers is like, I mean, he was so bad the second half of the season. Like, he was, I watched him play so many times, and it was embarrassing how bad he was. And you could tell, I mean, Philip Rivers is infamous for talking a lot of shit. And you could tell he was just kind of running his mouth just because he was mad about how bad he was playing, and he couldn't do anything about it. So, yeah. Honestly, if I'm any team in the NFL, I wouldn't want Phillip Rivers. But if I were to give him a shot, I think Chicago should try to give him a shot and see what he can do. You know, Give Trubisky a little competition. See maybe if he can compete a little bit. Come and give you some good times. There's a lot of decent weapons on Chicago. But at the end of the day, if I'm them, I don't want Phillip Rivers. Uh, let's, let's go to Dak Prescott. What do you think the fair contract is for Dak
1: Prescott? Uh, not top QB money. He's got to be in that like second tier. He, I know they're trying to be like it's his turn to get paid. So it's like, oh, just because he you know is um, just now having those um, contract talks, he's supposed to be paid the highest. Like that trend's got to stop because <laughs> he's not he's not he's not QB one money. He's like he's good, but he's not great. He's solid. He's you don't have, they don't have anything better, but he's not necessarily he's one he's not their best player on the team yeah Um, I think he deserves money that's mm, I think they were talking like people were saying like in the 30 like 25 to 30 but million but I I mean I'd say he's definitely not worth what he's asking he needs to chill out a little bit and just accept something a little bit lower and just move on just get paid on your next contract just don't sign a long one Well, you sign a four-year deal and then get some more.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think Dak Prescott, I think 28 to— I mean, they think Dallas offered him 32. I think that 28 to $32 million range is reasonable for him. That's about what Kirk Cousins and a lot of these other guys are getting paid. I think Dak Prescott's good. He's young, too. And Dak, unlike a lot of these other guys, didn't really get paid because he was a third-round pick. So, I mean, he was barely even breaking a million dollars. I don't even know if he broke a million dollars his first two years. I would if I'm Dallas though I think I'd pay Dak I think Dak can get the job done for them still I I think his legs is really underrated with the way that he can move around the pocket I mean I agree with you I don't think Dax like is an elite elite quarterback, but I definitely would put him in like the fifteen, the eight to fifteen. To me, there's like the top eight, and there's like the eight to fifteen range. Mm-hmm. I put Dak in that eight to fifteen range. I think his peak, he's probably like the eighth best quarterback. Yeah, or he's so. like right at that eight. Yeah, guy. exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he can extend plays with his legs. He can make the plays you need him to make. Realistically, to me, Dallas's defense wasn't as good. Their offense put up good numbers at, in the season, but I mean, some of it too was in garbage time, but. I think Dak's a good quarterback. Um, Coop was banged up too. I think that hurt him a little bit as well. But
1: let's just put it this way: well, this is kind of messed up because uh, Matt Ryan got all that money. But I, if I if you could f- if I could flip him and I'm a Falcons fan, I would flip Matt Ryan for Dak Prescott in a heartbeat. Who I would not. I because think because Matt Ryan's because he can run. He can get away from the 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 pocket, and that'll allow time for Julio and all these other guys like Ridley to mm-hmm. to get the ball. Matt Ryan's unathletic. He's getting old. He gets sacked all the time. I'm done with him. I'm over him. Really? On to the next one. Wow. See, I'm still a huge Uh, Matt Matt Ryan supporter. I'd kick him to the curb. Matt
0: Ryan puts the numbers up. I mean, he puts (laughs) the. It's the defense. If he could have got any defensive stops the last two years, Matt Ryan's putting plenty of numbers up. It's all on the defense. I mean, the Falcons' defense is pathetic. They cannot get any sacks. They can't get the team off the field on third down. It felt like the last two years watching them play that on third down, the longer the third down was, the easier it got for the other team to get it. I mean, it's almost the way it felt. We put plenty of points up every single game. I mean, Matt Ryan's on pace to break Drew Brees. He's on pace to break all the records. I really think Matt Ryan deserves more credit than he's getting. I think Matt Ryan is, in my opinion, he's borderline top five quarterback. And that year he won
1: MVP. I mean, he was downright amazing. It felt- he, he looked good in that MVP year because he looked more athletic. But every year since, and even before that, I was pissed at him before the Super Bowl year. Really? But he came out and he was able to run that year. I don't know what the what what he did. Yeah, and I don't know if he took you know something to make <laughs> him faster. But he was faster that year running away from the pressure and everything. But he puts up the numbers and everything, and he's if he's got the time. But. I'm just sick of seeing an unathletic quarterback that can barely run and just he falls down at the slightest bit of pressure. I want someone that can run around, make plays, escape, uh, not not Mike Vick, but just someone that can run like Dak where you can at least escape.
0: Yeah, I think in the future moving ahead, I would prefer a mobile quarterback over a pocket passer, but I think Matt Ryan's one of the elite pocket passers, so I would definitely stick with him long term. But I mean, I can definitely understand you on that. I mean, my dad calls him Ragdoll Ryan because he falls over whenever they come in the pocket. But I don't yeah. know. I'm a huge Matt. He's like Ryan a baby. He's of.
1: like a baby deer. His, <laughs> his his legs just start shaking and he just falls over. It's oh, pathetic. 100. <laughs>
0: percent I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not the most athletic guy, but I think Matt Ryan is a baller, and I think he really is one of the better quarterbacks in the league.
1: I'm hoping that uh, that O line, if that O line steps up with all the all the first or the two first uh, the first round pick and then the draft picks that we had last year. Yeah. If they're healthy and we can get that offensive line, then I love them. But any weakness in the offensive line, and I I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's
0: tough for Matt Ryan when he doesn't have that offensive line. So we yeah. need to need him to stay healthy. We need those young guys to get better. Um, <clears throat> Jameis Winston, you think Tampa Bay brings him back, or you think he finds a new home?
1: I think they'll bring him back. Is he does he have what is his contract up or is his it contract's
0: up? So See, there's that's a tough. I think they're gonna franchise tag him. Honestly, yeah, just that, get him for the.
1: That, okay, that's perfect. You get you franchise and tag him that one year. I mean, this is it. It's make or break this year. If he does not step it up and and have at least more TDs and interceptions, I feel like he is gonna play better this year. I feel like he knows that it's make or break, mm-hmm. which is weird because he should have known that even last year and the year before. But I feel. like... Uh, the Buccaneers are trending in the right direction. They have made some great draft picks. defense. looks Yeah, good. their defense is nasty, which will help them. And um, if he can, if like like with the Falcons, if he can get some protection help, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he won in college. He he can win. He's just gotta. He's got to limit those turnovers. He's got to uh, make the game a little bit more simple.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you completely. He's got to make the game easier for himself. Maybe that eye surgery will do it for him. I mean, it's kind of funny to hear him in his in his uh postseason interview and they are talking to him. He goes, look at my numbers. I'm balling. That was so funny. (laughs) I love the confidence. Oh, yeah. I love the confidence for Jameis. Um, he's never seen a throw he doesn't like, but you know I think franchise tag him is the smartest move. See what happens at the end of the day, though. Jameis will always be a quarterback in the league, whether he's a team's backup or not. I feel like a tanking team will always take a risk on him just because you know Jameis is like he's like he's like that NBA prospect. You know, it was all the potential. He's got all the size, everything, and he puts it together some nights, and you're like, wow, this guy can be amazing. And then other games, he comes out and throws five interceptions, and you're just like, G- what is going on here? So. Jameis is always going to have that, uh, that in his bag. But the last player here we haven't talked about, the biggest one out of all of them, is Tom Brady coming back to New England?
1: Uh, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I say he. Like, I feel like there's an ego thing going on with him mm-hmm. and Belichick. It's, it's, it, it's at the end. He's like, okay, I can win without you. Belichick's like, I can win without you too. So let's mano-a-mano. Mono. Let's see who really can bring it. And I kind of want to see it. I would love to see him just ditch him for that last year. I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan, but just it would be awesome to see at least someone else step in, see what he does without Tom Brady, and then see what Tom Brady does without him. I know they're both, you know, older and, you know, everything. Their heyday is kind of behind them. Um, If they get some pieces and they're healthy again, they'll be right there if he stays. But I'd love to see... Honestly, I want to see him... I know Derek Carr's with the Raiders, but I want to see him go to Vegas and just tear it up. I want to see Vegas do well. Yeah, I want to <laughs> the see... Raiders.
0: The Raiders. I'd like to see the see the Raiders do well, too, out in Vegas. I think Brady's out the door, honestly. I really feel like him and Belichick have kind of this built-up hatred for each other. I mean, you hear it with a lot of the lower riders with the Patriots and stuff about how that everything's... Go, I mean, you feel like with the Patriots, with the way he is, they would come out and said by now, like, we're for sure trying to bring Brady back and everything. I think they're just kind of... I think they were able to keep it together long enough, and then after everything fell apart this season, I think that both sides just—I don't think Belichick wants him anymore, and I don't think that he wants to be there anymore. I think Mm -hmm. that he—I know he wants to keep playing for at least a year or two more, but I think he wants to go somewhere else and do it one more time. I mean,
1: they keep saying San Diego, the char—or no, not San Diego, L.A. Chargers. Yeah, which is that's another subject, but that's L.A. needs to chill. They're hogging everything. They're (laughs) hogging teams. You know, I was on the phone with this guy from St. Louis, and he was pissed off. He was a Rams fan, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not even an NFL fan anymore." Screw this. <laughs> I wouldn't. Be. I was like, Seattle felt the same way with the NBA and the Supersonics. Like, they need to find a way. These te- these cities aren't small. Just, this like just show up. It's bad ownership, and they just ditch it for L.A. When there's too many teams. I'm sick of LA. They need they need, they, need, they, need, they need, they need LA this, LA that. They're just hogging everything. So yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. See, so yeah, I will say this though, from experience of like living in Indiana for two months that it's, it sucks living in those cities. you are just <laughs> small, rural cities. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, Green Bay. But, I mean, <laughs> it's just so cold, and there's just nothing out there but but fields and for miles, you know what I mean? Like, you want to be somewhere it's more rural and everything. I would honestly like to see Brady go to Chicago. Uh, I think yeah. that's what he should do is try to go to Chicago. They have the defense and everything. They have weapons. I mean, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, all those running backs they have, he likes to throw to his backs. I mean, Montgomery and Tart Cohen are the perfect throw to out of the backfield running backs. I think Brady fits really, really well there in Chicago, and I think that's where he should end up going. Indianapolis, he would fit well, too, because they have a good offensive line. Brady's going to have to sit behind a good offensive line. He's not mobile anymore. He can't take hits, really. I mean, he can barely even move around, but he can get the ball out. So I think I know for a fact Brady will be starting for someone next year.
1: Yeah, they talk about the Titans, too, a little bit here and there. Yeah. I think I could, the only team I can really see him on is the Chargers, just because of the weather. And I feel like towards the end, he's going to be like, if I'm leaving New England, screw the cold, screw the snow. He's like, I'm just gonna go to L.A. With yeah, his, with his hot wife, chill on the beach. in yeah. the evenings and uh, soak up the sun.
0: Oh yeah. Now, honestly, I would. I kind of want. I want to see Tua go to the Chargers. I really do. I think if Tua goes to the Chargers, they make the playoffs again. So yeah,
1: they got great weapons. Their their team is ready. They just need some more. Ex- they need a quarterback.
0: No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Let's uh, move here now to our last two topics. We're going to baseball. We're switching the we so we got everything on this podcast for y'all. Baseball, football and basketball. We touched them all. Um, MLB changed the rule. They made a couple changes, but the main one that I really want to talk about is them making the where the pitchers have to face three batters. Like they have to pitch to and complete at bats for three batters unless they get injured before that they're allowed to sub for the pitcher. Do you like or dislike this rule change?
1: I love it. I love I love a lot of changes for baseball. First of all, flip the bat all you want. I love it. There should be more fights. There should be more, like, more benches clearing. Baseball's gotta get rowdy. They gotta get, like Barstool Sports, they, gotta get, they have to have like a rough and rowdy, like boxing. Mm-hmm. They need to spice it up. I uh, love the young talent in the league, but the rule change is perfect because, first off, towards the end of the game, it slows down, the game just drags on. If a pitcher comes in and it's a lefty on a lefty, it, it takes forever. They, they bring that guy in, then they signal to the out to the bullpen. They bring in another guy. He's got a warm up, and then it's it, you know then everyone's just at the chop house drinking beer, or uh, you know they're at, they're switching the channel on TV because they're like, all right, this is boring as hell. So you bring in a pitcher. He's got to face three. That eliminates a bunch of switches, a bunch of time. You know this guy's got to pitch three into the inning or onto the next one. Simplify the game. Make it quicker. Speed it up baseball slow you got uh, just like lo- anything to speed it up I love.
0: Yeah, you know, I definitely agree with you in the sense that they need to speed the game up and everything. Um someone said to me they should take away commercials. I mean, they're never going to do that. <laughs> That's where they make yeah. like all the money is off advertisements, yeah. you know. That person was dumb. Yeah. Um I actually from a fan perspective, I agree with you in that opinion of them speeding up the game, but from a baseball perspective, I don't really like it for the fact of it changes the whole strategy of the game. You know. like you have John Carlos Stanton coming up, you bring in the right-handed pitcher, go righty on righty, you know, and strike his ass out. That's just the way that baseball's been. You know, that's the way it is in the playoffs. It's like a chess match where you, you know, you bring in this hitter, the other team brings in that guy, or like the team will keep one guy on deck because they'll switch pitchers and then they'll switch the hitter after that because once he's announced then he's officially the pinch hitter. You know, like they try all these little strategies and everything. And it really changes up the way you have to manage games. I think it's going to have a big impact on these managers and the way that they need to coach these their teams up and the way that they need everything to play out on the field. So I think that this is like a huge affecting rule change. But I'm honestly not a fan of it from that perspective. But I agree with you from the fan perspective of you want to see a faster paced game.
1: Yeah, and I think like you said, the strategy that it, it does take away from that, which I get at a lot of the you know. Old school guys and people that respect the game. I get that, but at the same time, more home runs is always better. Baseball was at its peak. Maguire, Sosa, just bombs. Everyone's mm. juicing. I mean, honestly, if if they could bring it back, I'd love it. Just everyone do steroids. Uh, make the baseball tight as can be. Homers left and right. I mean... That's what the game, everyone, chicks dig, dig the long ball. Like, come on. Yeah,
0: I was actually talking to one of my buddies who plays in the minors. I'm not going to give away who it is, but he was telling me that the balls are definitely juiced in, in the majors. You send the ball's a lot harder. So, I mean, basically you get the barrel on the bat on a fastball, it's out of there. Yeah. But he said the ball's a lot softer in the minors, so it's a lot tougher for him to Hit it out of the park. So, definitely, the game is definitely changed in certain ways. They're trying to make it as much as you want to to watch it. Like, I enjoyed watching baseball a lot more than I have in the past this past season just because the ball was flying out of the park left and right. Yeah. Made it a lot more fun. You're never out of the game. You know, you get three runners on instead of the game's probably over. Now you're up there hitting grand slams like it's nothing. So, and the final scores of the games are like 15, 12. I mean, it looked like football scores this season. So, I thought that was fun, but. Last thing we're going to talk about, since it all came out today, you know, all the Astros players were apologizing and everything in their interviews and stuff. On, I mean, what what's your takeaway on the Astros whole cheating scandal? And do you think it it hurt the game?
1: Yeah, they're pathetic. Astros are pathetic. All the players that put that on them. All right, I get it. I mean, stealing signs is part of the game, but not like that. You can't put a buzzer on yourself and get it ticked. Like, okay, fastball is coming. That. Y- you gotta if you're gonna steal it, steal it with your eyes. Have you know that's been around the game forever. Everyone's trying to get a one up, but to video record it, then to wear something that buzzes you and signals which pitch is coming, that's that takes away the whole purpose of the game. of someone mm-hmm. trying to pitch, I mean, come on, you're basically just saying you're not good enough. You suck, and you should you shouldn't even be in the World Series because you're gonna cheat like that. They should have. I mean, it's really tough to say to get you know the World Series completely taken away, which I'm never a big fan of that, just because what's happens happened. You can't really go in the past and change it. Yeah. So I, I don't like that. But I think they should have. Uh, the the penalty and the sanctions should have been much harsher. Like I don't think take away the World Series because that's not the whole reason. You know they would win or lose, but. I mean, you gotta come down. Like that's that's just messed up. <laughs> no, I agree
0: with you completely. I mean, I thought that I, I thought Correa handled it well actually in his interview today. But the other guys, I mean, it kind of pisses me off. I feel like there's not a lot of remorse coming from the Astros players. They're like, we did it. Whatever we got huge contracts and everything. Honestly, the Astros are stupid for paying them the big bucks after they cheated for it. Because no, they're not really that good in reality. But at the end of the day, you know, I agree. I think it really compromised the integrity of the game. The fact the Red Sox did it too. Um, yeah. car, even Carlos Beltran, an all-time great that I watched play the game, I mean, he's kind of he's got dragged through the mud. And I mean, honestly, it is his fault. They were all trying to pin it on him, though. Correa defended him a little bit, so I do respect Correa a little bit for that. But I think the guys who did it and wore the wire should be suspended for the whole season. I mean, they should get the Arod penalty at least like a hundred games or something like that. When Arod got hundred games for steroids, you know, I think they should have their dra- names dragged for that. It kind of honestly, it's kind of a shame in baseball how they. You think about it, a lot of our all-time greats, Bonds, A-Rod, I mean, I would argue that, that Tuve is one of, it would be one of the all-time greats when he'd retire. You know, even Alex Bregman, I'd argue those guys are up there with some of the best players we've seen. It kind of mm-hmm. sucks how a lot of our best guys that we've watched play in baseball cheated.
1: It's all tainted, yeah. It is, it is sad that it's everything, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's what's next?
0: Shout-out Chipper for being a real one.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a true OG yeah, that's Glad what he was saying. a brave. Yeah, he did it the right way. Great switch hitter. Love that
0: guy. All time three hundred hitter. I mean, it's pretty damn hard to do that. So, shout out to them. But yeah, I feel like it's really hurt the game and everything. But it's 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 a shame. So we'll. See. I bet you. Do you think the teams are gonna be throwing in inside trying to hit these Astros hitters? Uh,
1: they're gonna get. Uh, going on the road gonna be worse. <laughs> just, just hearing it from the fans the whole year. Mm-hmm. Every game they're gonna be like cheaters. You didn't win. World Series my ass like they're gonna hear it. that's gonna be punishment in itself because I mean you go to Boston mm-hmm. you go to this city you well, go to Boston cheated city. too though true but they're Boston they're gonna they're gonna just blame it, everyone but Boston's themselves. gonna
0: sweep it under the rug yeah, like they're, they're, oh, they're, we didn't do it yeah. that bad
1: they'll just say that it was the Astros fault they, they got somehow tied in <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I think um, yeah they're gonna I think they should have uh, taken a ton of money like don't suspend them for the year just take a bunch of their money Like, I don't know, depending on, you know, percentage. Like, take 25% of their contract or something. Like, just a hefty, hefty fine. Because some of those guys that were making a ton, the guys that aren't making much, don't take them. It's got to be scaled the right way. But I think hitting them in the pockets is where they won't do it again.
0: Yeah, hitting them in the pockets. Once you start messing with their money, that's when you start start hitting them where it hurts. Also, kind of a little something funny here, I mean the uh, Patriots cheated the Red Sox cheated I'm ready to see how the Celtics are cheating as well. I'm ready to figure that one out too.
1: hate the Celtics
0: yep. <laughs> they got to be doing something or other I mean it's, it just runs in the Boston culture cheating you know so yeah
1: all-time uh, least favorite player in the NBA Paul Pierce shout out, <laughs> shout out to him I hated him uh, especially when the magic were playing them in the finals all those years. With Vince Carter and Dwight, but uh, yeah, Paul Pierce is a baby. He cries. He can barely. Remember when he got he, wheelchaired
0: off the court and then came back out? Yeah. Do you know oh the my story gosh. behind that? He Cry. said that he, he said that he shit himself, and that was why he got got carted off because he didn't want people to see it. Yeah,
1: he was his biggest flopper. Him and Big Baby Davis. Those teams, they would just flop around and just pathetic like, like play big, basketball for real i was Man gonna oh. say big
0: baby though came to orlando for a few years at the end yeah i
1: still hated him. i don't like that guy
0: <laughs> yeah big baby <laughs> yeah big baby liked uh chicken tenders a little too much yeah. his, his career didn't go too long he's so-
1: massive now you saw him take his shirt off at the, the big three game no he, like ran up in the crowd took his shirt off i didn't off. even know he was
0: playing in the big three
1: yeah i think he played like, a few games and then he went back to i think he's like big into uh game but not gambling He's big into, well, eating is one, but uh, I think he <laughs> really? got arrested. Oh, he got like arrested. He like flipped out on someone in a uh, road rage. He like got out of his car and um, like beat some dude up. This is like, I wouldn't couple, want to this cross is, like, big a year and a half He's ago. a tank. Yeah, He's a dick. He yeah,
0: he definitely whoops some. But he's
1: a bit of a, he's a kind of a head case. That's what I've heard. But.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's pretty much all we got for this episode. Any uh, closing thoughts or closing
1: words? Uh, Markel Fultz is, uh, he's, that dude's coming for you. Watch. Orlando Magic, give us two years, three years. Play Mobamba. get rid of uh, Vukovic, I hate you, and Evan Fournier. Bye-bye. That's when our team will actually do well. And then uh, Markel Fultz is going to be uh, most improved player of the year. Maybe this year, if he – if he kills it the second Probably half. Brandon
0: Ingram this year, but yeah. next year I could see for sure. If, yeah, if he next, starts
1: knocking down threes, oh yeah. It's over. Well, everything's getting better game by game. Last night mm-hmm. he went for twenty two and ten and five five rebounds, two block or three steals. The dude is legit his shot is getting better. The confidence thing's there, but the talent, the guy can pass, he can shoot, he can rebound. Or he can't really so shoot. So athletic
0: but, and quick. Yeah.
1: Once that shot gets back like you can just tell that the shoulder thing, whatever, whatever happened, he literally couldn't shoot with the shoulder. And then once he rehabbed it back, he's learning to shoot like he did in college. Because I've watched you know, YouTube videos of him just like, what, how did he shoot in college? Because it knocked can't be down. like, yeah, knock down, not even anything. And then when you look at it now, it's getting better and better, more natural, more like his old self. But athletically, everything's there. Once he gets the shot back, and it's coming. Like I mean, that was a huge deal for us. Which I'm, we we always luck out. The magic, we have bad years, but we oh, we get a Dwight, we get a Shaq, we get a Penny, we always get something. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's we're just lucky, man. Hey, it's better <laughs> to be
0: lucky than good, you know what they say. Yeah, but that's uh, I agree with Zach. Markell Fultz, Give him a little time. He might be back on the move. So
1: and then uh, yeah, big ups to the Hawks, man. They're gonna kill it with Trey Young and. They're going to make some trade, something, they're, like we talked about, Bradley Beal, I could see that. Yeah. They got the pieces that, I mean, me and one of my buddies, uh, we have a bet, it's like a hundred bucks who wins a NBA championship, the Magic or the Hawks first. The Hawks are look. the Hawks are looking much better. If I had to make a pick right now, I'd say the Hawks are, but... Magic, you are gonna turn around. Hey, I mean, take coming. your odds. Y- y'all okay.
0: might, y'all might be old mid by the time one, to, one of y'all gets to win. That <laughs> oh yeah, event, yeah, we'll be, we'll
1: be like eighty when it happens, but it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's gonna happen eventually. But that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate everyone tuning in, Zach. Appreciate you coming on. All right, man. See ya.